The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hi there, and welcome to Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. Today is a question-and-answer podcast and radio broadcast. Ken Yates and Bob Wilkin will be leading the discussion. Why do some believe that not being sure of salvation is a good thing? They claim to believe this because it motivates Christians to live right. And how well does this work? Aren't there better ways to motivate Christians? That discussion coming up, but first we want to tell you about our website, faithalone.org, faithalone.org. It is a place where you can go to find resources about free grace issues, lots of books and articles and blogs and videos, and our magazine by the same name of this program, Grace in Focus. Some items are for sale, but many of our resources, thousands of articles, are just free for you to look at and study and learn. One more thing we want to remind you about our national conference, the 2023 Grace Evangelical Society National Conference, is coming up in May. The dates are May the 22nd through the 25th. It will be held at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. That's right close to our headquarters. And it is a beautiful Christian camp with lots of recreational opportunities, great food, great fellowship, hotels right on the campgrounds, a few RV spots as well, I believe. It'll be a great time of teaching and fellowship, and we want you to be there. Find out all the details. Get registered at faithalone.org. Now, here is our question and answer for the day. Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. Well, I got a question, Bob. It's from Mark. It's a great question, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to at least part of his circumstances here. As he was growing up, He had a lot of difficulties with people in his life who were addicts and they were abusive. And he had PTSD. He served in the military, had panic attacks. But because of John 3.16, he came to faith. And he was as sure, in his words, as believing the sun was going to come up tomorrow, that he had eternal life. But then something happened. He was exposed, again, to his words, to some Puritan books, reform teaching, lordship, salvation, And he started doubting and probably because of his background uh, was falling apart mentally. A lot of doubts, a lot of fear. Right. But then he was introduced to free grace on GES and he even went to conferences and started reading the stuff from GES. And he says he regained his assurance. And here's his question. Is that a common experience? I would say yes, absolutely absolutely it is. Great question. Here's what I would say. That's one scenario. There's a lot of scenarios related to assurance. So one scenario is the one he gives. You lack assurance. You then are confronted with John 3.16 or Ephesians 2.8.9, like I was, or Acts 16.31, whatever. And you come to faith and you know you have everlasting life and you have assurance. And then at some point in the future, you are confronted with Calvinism, Puritanism, Lordship salvation, work salvation, and a person ends up and loses their assurance. I hear this all the time. Don't you, Ken? Oh, absolutely. One of, if not the biggest problem in our churches today is that people do not have assurance. And certainly many of them would fall into some kind of similar life history. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether it's Puritanism, the Roman Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church, Church of Christ, some Bible church that's teaching lordship salvation or work salvation, whatever it is, 
those various people can take a person who has assurance and lead them to non-assurance, right? And they will even tell them that's a good thing. Right, you, because you should question. now right. your fear is going to cause you to be a better Christian. Yes, even if it's not verbally expressed this way, fear is a great motivation to live a godly life. Right, and I read something from Zane Hodges recently in which he said, many people way underestimate the power of gratitude and the power of love. You know, if we know for sure we have everlasting life, then we have to stop focusing on that in order to lose our gratitude, right? Because as long as I realize I'm eternally secure, no matter what happens in the future, I'm guaranteed I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus in his kingdom. I have a blessed afterlife that's absolutely guaranteed that's kind of exciting, don't you think? No, that's be very powerfully motivating. It has been for me. I came to faith in Christ in September of 72. In those 52 years, I've never once doubted my everlasting life. And we're going to talk about Mark with a different paradigm, a different example. But the reason is because my story is like the middle part of his story. He had assurance. Then he was confronted with lordship salvation and calvinism and this and he lost assurance and now he's gotten it back and presumably he will keep it forever because once you've been locked up in that loss of salvation or in this case never were saved in the first place or yeah you were saved but you don't have final salvation yet in order to get it you've got to persevere once you've been in that and get free you're not likely to go back there right right well what happens if that's your experience before you're born again. And that was yours. That right? was mine, right? right? Was your experience. I was in an extreme sinless perfection holiness group. It taught before you could be saved, you had to turn from your sins for years and become holy in your experience. Not perfect, but pretty righteous in your experience. And then you could give your life to Christ at some point, And if you lived a sinless life, you'd stay saved. But they taught if you committed one sin... After the new birth, you'd go to hell and couldn't get it back. You couldn't get your salvation back. But I would say, Mark, that the other extreme is the person who goes through tremendous pain and suffering about not being assured, like I did for years. They're convinced that there is going to be the lake of fire and it's going to be eternal conscious torment, and they don't want that. And they're convinced that being with Jesus in his kingdom would be great, and they want that but they don't know how to get it. And they're taught that you have to be committed, you have to turn from your sins, and then you have to... The things that he got from the Puritan right. and Reformed teaching. I right. got all that before I was saved. I was brainwashed. And finally, this friend of mine, John Carlson, he came to me before my senior year in college, and he said, Bob, is it possible your view of the gospel is wrong? And he'd been in the same group, and he had believed the same things I believed. But he came to faith. He came to Dallas in 72, in the summer of 72, for Expo 72 with Campus Crusade for Christ and Billy Graham. And evidently, they told him while he was there, you need to go back to your hometown and you need to evangelize people. And so I was probably one of the people on this list. And he said, why don't you come to USC and hear some people talk about Christ? It's a Christian meeting, and I think you'd enjoy it. And I remember thinking, well, if I go there, I could be misled. But I also remember thinking, what if my view of the gospel is wrong? So I prayed and said, Lord, just protect me. I'm going to go to this meeting, but please protect me. 
and I heard them talk about grace and talk about free gift. But it was also confusing because they talked about accepting Christ and they talked about putting him on the throne of your life. And I was like, well, I've invited him into my life and I put him on the throne of my life, but I don't know if I'm saved. So I ended up contacting Campus Crusade at my college, UC Irvine. They put me in touch with Warren Wilkie and Warren just kept Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not of yourselves, gift of God, not of works, the same as your boast. By grace through faith. After five one-hour sessions with Warren, I came to believe it. But once I believed it, I was pretty much vaccinated against Lordship Salvation. Because of your past. Right. You'd been through that. Whereas he, it was a reverse or or inverse, whatever word here, he hears it and then he gets exposed to this other teaching. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm immune to losing my assurance, or that Mark's immune from losing his assurance. In Mark's situation, even though he was an adult when all this happened, I know that it's very common. Children, for example. You know there are a lot of children who go to an Awana, and they hear the gospel. And a lot of times, these kids who go to Awanas, for example, their parents don't go to church, but they hear the gospel. And then they don't ever go to church anymore because they don't go with their parents or anything. So they hear John 3.16. They believe. They understand. Yes, I'm going to live with Jesus forever. I, I believe that. And then as they get older, they get exposed to what Mark got exposed to. And they lose their and assurance. And they lose their assurance. And then eventually with many of those people, they stop going to church altogether because it's too frustrating. Exactly. And they may die that way. Right. Now, they're going to wake up in heaven, (laughs) and they're going to go, what? (laughs) And they're going to go, oh, yeah, I remember now I believed in Jesus when I was 10. Exactly. But then when I was 11, I lost it, and I... Ken, I don't know how many people there'll be like that, but I'm assuming it's in the millions of millions. I'm convinced that I meet a lot of people through our ministry in GES like that. You know, you'll you'll meet people, and they'll be just loaded down with doubts, loaded down with fear, and then you hear it, and they go, oh, yeah. And then when you get to know them, they'll say, you know, when I was 10 or 12, I remember I believed John 3.16, but that was just too simple, you know. And this is why good teaching is so important. Whether we're talking about these children or whether we're talking about in Mark's case, he heard John 3.16, he believes, but then he said, I got exposed to this other stuff. Right. And we see here the importance of good biblical teaching in a local church or through the literature of GES, for example. There's so many things, the blog. It's so important to immerse yourself in this. Let me let me give you a quick personal story. When I was in college, I still had the influence of that cult group, the Sinless Perfection group. But I knew I had to go to church, and I was living over an hour from the cult group, so I started going to various churches in Irvine, California. And I would go to a Baptist church, I would go to a Methodist church, I would go to a Presbyterian church. I was not comfortable in any of them. They were all teaching, a lot of them had the idea that everybody's saved. Or if you just name the name of Jesus, you're saved, that kind of thing. And I was like, all of this is is malarkey. But I wasn't hearing, if you believe in Jesus, you have everlasting life. And so if you go to the wrong churches, it doesn't really help you that much. And that's what happened to Mark. Yeah, I agree with you. It's vitally important you find a solid Bible teaching church. Because no matter how strong you are in the faith, we need to keep Keep grace grace in focus. 
Bob Wilkins' great book, The Ten Most Misunderstood Words in the Bible, is available half price right now in the GES bookstore, faithalone.org. Go there and use the code word MISUNDERSTOOD for 50% off through March the 31st, 2023. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, we look at James chapter 214. Does this verse talk about saving faith or some other kind of special faith? Join us next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.